Andrew, thank you very much for coming on the In Conversation podcast for actually oh, the second time. It's a funny story for our listeners. We actually recorded this episode of the podcast last week. It was meant to come out on Monday, but unfortunately, I lost the recording. Couldn't get it back. Uh, but Andrew's very yeah. kindly agreed to do another episode with us and, and have another chat. So make sure you do take in everything he advises on this episode because it's been a while in the making. <laughs> all good, all good. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm, if, if, uh, I may be more excited this time around, knowing what's in store. So uh, Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad. Let's do it. Cool. So, as you know pretty well by now, I like to start off by asking my guests what a typical day is like for them. So, what do you get up to on a day-to-day basis? So, my days either look like kind of either have office days where I'm in the, in the office kind of working with our team. We've got a team of, um, ordinarily, we have a team of, of five people um, working on the, our kind of video projects and on the kind of LinkedIn side of things. So I tend to go between kind of that side of the business where, or that side of my work where I work with the guys, I oversee all of that different activity and I run the business. Um, and then the kind of other side of things is I'm out on, on shoots, um, sort of directing those shoots pretty much so the, the good thing for me in the stage that I'm at generally speaking is that I don't have to lug around our heavy camera equipment anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've managed to get to a stage where somebody else does that now which is quite enjoyable and I just kind of like point and tell people where to go and try and be nice to clients so um, it's, it's generally one of those two things um, you know I tend to finish my day around 5 30 uh, I'm learning Spanish at the minute so okay. my Spanish oh, yeah. classes are at 5 30 sort of three or four days a week. Um, so that kind of gives me a, like a very strict cutoff. Um, sometimes I go back into work in the evening, but generally speaking, I kind of, yeah, my day finishes at 5.30. So I think that's good because it encourages me to be as efficient as possible throughout the day and then um, hopefully leave something in the tank for Spanish because uh, it's a painful process for me anyway. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. that's hard work. <laughs> so Especially you, after the office, you know? Yeah, I bet. Do you prefer being in the office on a typical day or do you actually like being out on the shoots more what's I, I love both i genuinely love both i think we said this last time it's you know i love like, i really value variety um and i think if i'm doing any one thing too much i can get a little bit fed up with it um i like kind of keeping things fresh and new so for me it's a really really good balance having um having a small team and being able to go between the two things um i've kind of I do really enjoy the business side of things. I think like I love making films and I love the creativity of that. But I think, I think probably I do enjoy a little bit more the creativity of building a business and, you know, yes, there's the financial element to it, which I really, really enjoy, but there's also kind of, um, you know, how can you be creative to, to, to grow this kind of entity? And I think my favorite thing about business is, is just seeing the impacts on people's lives. So, okay, you've got clients, but it's more our team really. So, you know, we've got, we've got, um, as I say, four, four employees and then we're two directors in the business, particularly for our four employees, it's kind of giving them a vehicle through which they can live their life in a more flexible way, in a way which, you know, facilitates them having, you know, a really good family life, just being fulfilled in their work. Like for me, that's just something I've, I've, I've really, really enjoyed. And I think, there's a big responsibility on that at the moment because, you know, we're going through the process of, you know, furloughing certain team members according to the government regulations around the shutdown and everything else. And um, just doing that in a really, you know, in the nicest way possible and making sure those guys are still cared for is what we're working on right now. So. 
Yeah, that's really, really important. It sounds like it's amazing working for you. <laughs> I think it, but then I don't work for me, so I, I, don't, I don't know the true experience. I think I can be pretty demanding at times, but at the same time, like we try, you know, we try and have fun and we try and do what's right by by the guys who who work for us. You might have to ask them what the experience. Is I'll like. get Joe Gannon back on and grill him about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. You should definitely do that. Yeah, I'd be very interested. I did actually ask him a few weeks ago. We were driving back from a shoot. We went to to film some content for one of our LinkedIn clients. Um. And I sort of, and I turned to him and was like, Joe, have you got any feedback for me as a leader? And he just like clammed up and was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's funny. So, uh, that one didn't really work. <laughs> awesome, man. And so you and your team, you basically help people create video content, if I'm right. Correct. So what's, if someone was to work with you or they wanted to work with you, what sort of process do you take them through? What's their starting point and where do they basically finish up after they've worked with you? Okay, so the starting point for us is, you know, people often come to us and say, look, we want a video for X, Y, Z reason. So the starting point for us is to really analyze why and, and where that video is going to fit into their sales process. So most of our, most of the video content that we create is, is promotional in its nature. It's, it's advertising content, essentially. And so what we need to ascertain is, you know, where is video content going to be most powerful within their process? You know, if they're driving loads of traffic through their website already, quite often video content for their website is going to be a great asset if they don't have it already. And that can be a really good good place to start. And so we create kind of, you would work with them on a, kind of a one-off commission basis where we create really, really great video content to help convert their web traffic that's that's one example of, of the way a conversation could go quite typically when we work with perhaps smaller businesses or um you know companies that don't have such a strong brand they don't have that level of of, of traffic going through their website organically and so that's where our kind of video and LinkedIn kind of content comes in. And that's much more about saying, okay, well, you don't have the traffic right now. You're not reaching people with your message. And right now, LinkedIn is a great uh, tool, great medium to be able to do that. So rather than having creating great content and it never being seen because you house it on a website or a landing page that just isn't getting traffic, let's use that as an outreach. So that's kind of the way that the conversation tends to go. And we can kind of help our clients in one or two ways, either with a one-off commission uh, which is based around one specific idea um, and a budget that accompanies that, or on kind of more of a retainer basis whereby we're producing lots of content that goes out continually, um, and that's more of an outreach approach. Yeah, awesome. Well, I guess the next question that maybe some people might be asking around this is, why bother? You know, why, why bother with video content or with LinkedIn or, or putting content in general out there? So if, if, I, if I answer that on the basis of, of LinkedIn, I think that'd be relevant probably for your audience. So yeah, why bother with video content? I think particularly that question is relevant because I think what we've seen in the last sort of six, eight months is really a shift in terms of the reach of video content on LinkedIn. So again, I think, I think you saw this with Facebook a few years ago as well. If, if you created a video, you put it on Facebook and later if you create a video, you put it on LinkedIn. Generally speaking, it tended to do pretty well just for the fact that it's a video and it was there and the platform values that form of content. And so the reach is quite high. And so there was value in that in itself. What we've seen over the last six to eight months, presumably as more people have joined the platform and have started using it, is that um, the reach of video has, has declined um, quite, quite drastically, really. Um, however, that kind of there is still so much value in video. What we would recommend now is rather than using video exclusively, you'd use it as part of a content mix. So you, so you produce your image carousels, your text posts, which have a greater reach on LinkedIn. 
but people are really going to get to know you feel like you're an expert in your field feel like they can can kind of trust you kind of thing through the video content that you create that that's that's kind of our philosophy on it um and you know i've had first first-hand experience of that if you like in that there's a guy that i followed on linkedin for a long time uh, who hosts a lot of kind of networking meetings in cambridgeshire area well actually all over all over the country now um and i met him for the first time about six weeks ago and I wasn't sure whether to introduce myself because I'd seen so many of his videos. <laughs> and I genuinely thought I might have met him before. It was this really weird moment. Like we'd spoken on LinkedIn a lot and I, I, I didn't know whether we'd met in person or whether it'd just been online engagement. And I think that's the power of it. I think if his sort of strategy had just been text posts, you know, I wouldn't have had that confusion. I wouldn't have kind of felt like I'd known him on that same level. Um, albeit he might have reached the same amount of people or more people. Yeah, awesome, man. I think, I think a lot of people, if they do realize the power of video, maybe they're quite hesitant to put video out. I know myself, I probably don't put out as much video content as I should. Is there a way that you can sort of simplify creating video content? I feel like a lot of people are, are overwhelmed by it, if you like. So how would you simplify it? Um, I, think, I think you're right. It is a, a pain in the... It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's it's a real hassle. Even even when you know, like I've got a background in video, obviously, and more than capable of putting together quick, short snippet um, videos. For me, it's kind of the opposite. It's like actually producing video for LinkedIn is not very challenging, and therefore it's still a pain. So no matter which way you look at it, it's a pain to produce video content. It takes more time. I think in order to bridge that 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 gap, a you need to really see the value in it. You need to kind of have that light, light bulb moment where you go, do you know what? I do need to commit to doing this more. Um, for me, like many people, that was through seeing content from Gary Vee and him kind of saying like, why are you sitting on the fence right now? The opportunity is now. And, and kind of get it in your mind, that sort of value in building an audience. I think that sort of goes hand in hand with, you know, the, the drive and the want to create video content. Because I think ultimately your audience is going to be more engaged this is my belief, if, if you are using video content. Yeah. I think that's the power of it. In terms of like how to get over, the, over, that, over that gap, I think the first step is just start. Start wherever you are, don't delay, don't wait until you've got a new computer, a new camera, a new light, whatever it is, to start creating your video content. Um, I think the reason behind that is we often use the analogy of like launching a product. So with a product, they always say launch before you're ready. Um, with content, we've kind of adapted that same kind of way of thinking um, for our clients and for the people that we're sort of speaking to online. Um, because what you can do is get very sort of, you know, be a perfectionist over the small details. And that can mean that you don't actually start creating any content for three, six months. For me, much, much better to start with just recording content on your phone, no matter how raw it is, um, and then improve from there. Um, again, Gary Vee kind of says that, you know, there's that whole debate between quantity versus quality which kind of is linked um, and he says that you'll never find out what quality is to your audience unless you produce in sufficient enough quantities because then you get the feedback and then you can kind of tweak and improve from there i think that's relevant um, yeah so makes sense i think just start but start by adding subtitles so like that's okay. the absolute minimum like don't put your content out without subtitles because 80 percent of people are going to watch without sound and your message is going to be lost amongst all of the video content all of the other content that's out there as well so there are simple tools like rev.com lots of online tools that you can use um, for subtitling your videos that's the minimum but just kind of 
start where you are. Once you've started and you've got over that sort of initial barrier, I think it's then about having a system that you can implement uh, that will mean that you can consistently create video content. No one video is gonna get you to where you want to be on LinkedIn. It's just not gonna happen. Like we, we posted a video this week, which did really well, and we have, we've had over like 7,000 views, but that's not gonna meet my objectives, even though it's done well as one video. Um, we need to be creating content on a continual basis, and that's why you need a system, because ultimately we're all, you know, our society, our way of life is busy. And you know, we've all got different priorities. So A, you need to prioritize, and then B, you need a system so that, you know, like you were saying earlier, you have a sort of, uh, you know, you chunk your time now that we're all in, in the shutdown so that you can be efficient. It's exactly the same when it comes to creating your own content. The second option is to actually work, you know, delegate those tasks, whether you use a content partner, whether you use a different team member, because that, you know, quite often i think for business owners executive coaches people i suppose like ourselves sam who like starting things who get excited by those things often don't like getting stuck into the like the mundane task of editing a video and doing that so that you're producing in in quite high volumes it can be quite frustrating so that's another system that you can kind of implement is actually delegating that using somebody to make sure that the regularity of content is there yeah awesome i loved your point about the systems that's something i've experienced myself is i normally will create all my content on sunday for the next week and i've got seven days worth i don't even have to think about it day to day i can just get it out so yeah i can't recommend having a content creation system in place yeah. and, and batch creating and also your point about not you know put about being raw you know not being afraid to keep your your first few videos raw i remember my first video was probably up there with the worst videos on LinkedIn. I was, I was some bad ones. The camera. Um, but it ended up, you know, people were so supportive on it. I got, it was, you know, thousands and thousands of views and completely not what I expected. And I think that's because it was just so raw and human. So yeah, really important to just to be yourself. And um, I think that's something you guys do well is have a lot of personality in your content. Um, Try to, yeah. I think, I think you know, I think when you sort of, so once you've bridged that initial stage, it's then about kind of incrementally, incrementally improving your content. So, you know, it's not, if you looked at my content from nine months ago compared to now, all right, my first sort of posts, which were aimed towards building a, a sort of, or, or building our influence in the space of video, um, which was really when we started that objective around nine months ago. All right, it was well shot because I'm from a video background, but it wasn't really optimized for, for LinkedIn as such because I didn't understand LinkedIn in enough, in enough depth to be able to do that. And as well, these trends are changing all the time. So, you know, then, then, then I'm sure it would have been subtitled at the time, but then we added the bars and the titles. Then we started looking at how we were gonna actually write the text posts. And, you know, then we looked at hashtagging or whatever. And just bit by bit, you can improve again which just kind of helps you to overcome that perfectionism really i think yeah um, and very quickly you can build up to being kind of to, to to being in a great place in terms of the quality of your content the personality that you mentioned is just kind of another way for us one of those incremental changes it's kind of like looking back at our content and say which can be uncomfortable and saying kind of <laughs> you know actually realizing oh my life i never smile i never you know i'm not having enough fun with it i'm not creating content i'm not really giving people a reason to watch this and, and i'm not i'm not 
I'm not being a good teacher, essentially. Do you know? Like, so yeah, yeah. I'm trying to sort of help to educate people about the topic of video, but I'm not very engaging to watch. And so how can we jazz that up? And I think we've done a few bits of content on actually just smile. Like if you just smile, like the whole thing is just lifted straight away. So that's what we try and do. We just try and inject a bit of fun so that it's um, just a touch different, I guess. Yeah. The secret to your success, your smile. That's it. That's that the secret sauce right there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I feel to that, on that point of sort of creating more content, having a system, putting content out regularly, a lot of people might be hesitant right now because of the current state the world's in. Do you think that should affect, A, how much content they're producing and putting out, but B, um, how they're using platforms like LinkedIn to grow their businesses? So, so for me, it's, um, I think particularly we're at the stage now, so obviously at the time of this recording, we're, you know, we're, we're sort of a week and a half into the kind of official shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, day 17. Um, I think, you know, the initial kind of panic has kind of blown over a little bit. Um, and so I think the initial kind of feeling of, oh, you can't put anything out there. People don't want to be learning about these things. I think it's probably starting to subside now. I think that would be maybe my experience of seeing LinkedIn and the, and the platform and what people are posting. Um, our view has been, look, we, we're going to, if anything, increase the amount of content because we know that people are at home. There is, it's, there, it's easier for them to engage with the contents. Um, and I think that now that the initial kind of wave of things has blown over to an extent in terms of people's attitudes and where they're at, um, sort of, I suppose, emotionally, I think people are now at a point where they're like, okay, well, I have got time. A lot more people, you know, there's going to be so, so many people who are furloughed who are not able to work right now. But even so, their wages are being paid, so they're not in too bad of a place, and therefore they're probably going to want to learn. And so I think adding value in any way that you can, providing it's genuine, providing it, you know, you, you are genuinely adding value to that audience, I think is a great thing. And I think, you know, we need to be thinking about in three, six, nine, 12 months, however long this thing lasts, we've got no idea how long it's going to go. Where are we at the other side of it? You know, have we built our audience? Have, ultimately, it's an incredible situation. Like, when do you ever get the opportunity to pause your normal client work? Or, you know, for most businesses, there's not really going to be much activity in that area and just go, okay, I can focus on my brand. I can focus on my content, you know, and, and go to work. For me, that's really exciting because I think, the, the part of business that I really thrive off is like the entrepreneurial part, which is about building the kind of the impact of the business. When I get stuck in the day to day client work, I struggle a bit because I feel like we're not having that impact, that reach. So for me, the exciting bit is that. Um, so that's, I suppose that's the way I see it really. It's just a huge opportunity to get really stuck into something and, and who knows where that can lead. If you can build an audience that, you know, that is, I'm convinced where the real profits, revenue, where it all lies. That's, that's the secret. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all in, in perspective, really. You can either see it as an opportunity or just waste the time away and complain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that. It's been amazing chatting over the last 15, 20 minutes or so for the second time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should do these weekly. <laughs> Um, I think I've run out of things to say <laughs> as you know I, I love finishing with a quick fire round putting my guests to the test got a few new questions um, I was going to ask that have you got different questions I thought it could be quite easy otherwise 
Do you want me to fire some different questions at you? Yeah, whatever. I'll go with it. Okay. I'll see if I can come up with some random ones on the spot. (laughs) Cool. So, let's get going. Tea or coffee? Tea. Books or podcasts? Uh, Podcasts. Favourite podcast ever? I should have thought about this because you asked me last time and it was a rubbish (laughs) answer. My (laughs) favourite podcast is called, I can't remember the name of it, is it Pound for Pound? It's a boxing podcast. There we go. I enjoy it. It's got, a, you know, uh, old Max from EastEnders. I don't, but... Oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know Max and EastEnders. <laughs> oh, dear. Now I feel old. Right, carry on. A boxing podcast, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's called Pound for Pound. Yeah. TV or film? Film. Your favourite pastime or hobby? or uh, Favourite hobby... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for swimming. I'm enjoying swimming right now. Okay, early start. Oh, I was before nights. before I would like you know get infected. <laughs> early starts or late nights? Uh, early starts. Uh, an interesting fact about you that people might not expect. Um, that I go to church on a Sunday. Okay, and finally, sum yourself up in three words. Three words. I would say. Dynamic, no, I'm joking. I would, say, <laughs> I would say focused, passionate, and playful. Brilliant combos. That's awesome. Andrew, thanks so much for your time. It's been awesome chatting to you. My pleasure. And let's uh, do this for a third time at some point. Yeah, definitely. It'd be good to get you and Joe on at the same time, I reckon. Yeah, we're, see, we are a dynamic duo. Me and Joe. <laughs> Brilliant. For anyone between us, you'll never. You, I think twenty minutes is optimistic. We both me and Joe. I mean, it was it was painful at times on that webinar you did together. Some of the jokes. Thanks for your feedback. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, for people that want to connect with you or check out more of your work, where's the best place to find you? Uh, so our company website is originsemotion.co.uk, um, and other than that, just LinkedIn. Uh, my full name is Andrew Heathcote. Awesome. I'll make sure I put all your details in the show notes perfect thanks very much for for tuning in andrew thanks for giving your thoughts my pleasure cheers